good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening to the day. Today is the 28th of June, year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. Now, a few things before we get the ball rolling here. Uh, we are... This is obviously dropping on a Monday, and you're probably like, wait, so the schedule last week was weird, and now you guys are dropping on a Monday? So James is about to go on vacation. Obviously, last week we had to fit the lottery show and the Motown No Awards, which, once again, thank you very, very much to everybody who listened and everybody yes, thank who joined. Um, but so last week and this week are the only two weird schedule things. Next week we will be going back to our, our what is it, our, our, do we do Thursdays? Thursdays yeah, we, we yep. record on Wednesdays and we drop on Thursdays. So next week we will be going back to normal. But hello, happy Monday. Hope everybody had an absolutely fantastic weekend. Uh, today, as of this recording, is Papa Hinkle's birthday. It is my dad's birthday. Shout out to Papa so, Hinkle. Yep. Uh, James, shout out to I, all fathers. We didn't shout out uh, fathers for Father's Day, so shout out to all fathers who yes. listen to this. A little yes. late, but... <laughs> Damn it, be grateful. Um, speaking of be grateful, did you did it resonate with you a little bit more that you were really you were bullying me about not getting an award only to then win like the most honorable award? Yeah, no, I told you then, dude. It, it no, brought it, tears to my eyes. I was I was very I was very taken aback. I, 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 just, I still it still uh, remains. It would have been funny if you did that whole spiel and I didn't and somebody else got it. That'd have been funny. But I was like, I'm the winner is is Duncan Smith or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, all right, James. So uh, this is our first official show. We've uh, well, not really because we did the post lottery thing. We've had some time to breathe. Have you calmed down at all? or Are you still here to ruffle some feathers with the whole Cade Cunningham thing? I'm like, I'm really people who. Oh man, there are things Stop that I hope. Stop gaslighting James. Stop there are gaslighting things that James. hope I hope happen in the next month, just for personal reasons. But yeah, I mean, I've been getting. You see it like every you you help start it that I'm just creating content that I made yeah, that their interest I, in Jalen Green is is I made that I've been making that up for a month before they got the number one pick, and then I'm the only I'm the only credible reporter that's reported that when actually three other ones have reported it, but let's just leave yeah. it there. Uh, I Here's what I'll say to that, just so people don't think that there's some rift. I did apologize to you because what people didn't realize is that I was kind of messing with you when I said that. I was a little bit serious, but I didn't actually, I wasn't trying to be like, you don't believe this thing. And then I think people thought that I was being serious, so they thought that it was okay to run with that same thing. It is not. I've already apologized to James for that because I felt bad. Uh, stop gaslighting James. He does know things. I promise he knows. So and anyways. just because they like Jalen Green, I've I've said it every single time. Like I think the pick is Cade Cunningham. All I've said is that they also really like Jalen Green. So on the Cade Cunningham thing, James, even though you are about to go on vacation, you do have something interesting coming out for the Athletic tomorrow. Yeah, if you're listening to this, it is not too late. Um, shout to your boy, the the six god, um, young Drizzy, old Drizzy now. Um, if you're reading this, it's not too late. Oh, if okay. If you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a profile up on The Athletic about Cade Cunningham, and essentially I talked to a bunch of people who grew up with him, his longtime AAU coach, um, his, one of his best friends, and the best friend's dad um, who, who ran the team, the AAU team, the Texas Titans that Cade played for, to learn about like what Cade was before the stardom. Like We've all gotten to learn and know who Cade is the last four or five years just simply because he's been on national TV, well, four or five years, two, three years, because he's been on national TV with his high school team, 
Um, he's been the number consensus, not consensus, but he's been the number one pick, number one guy for the last year. Um, but like, I was curious, like, what is this guy like? What was he like before all this? And I, so I talked to people close to him. You'll get to learn. You'll get to learn about Cade and um, who he is as a player, where it stems from. I also have like I lead the story with a really cool anecdote about the Dallas Cowboys uh, because hmm. his best friend is the grandson of Jerry Jones. So yeah, check that out. I got Orlando Scandrick. If you're a football fan, NFL fan, you remember Orlando Scandrick? He's he's quoted in the story. So it's a really good story. I really like it. Go check it out at the Athletic right now. And if you're not subscribed, I, I recommend doing so now just simply because it's going to be a wild, I mean, could be a wild next few years for, for the Pistons. So get on board now. Go to The Athletic. Yes. Check my Twitter feed. It'll be – I'll tweet it out at 9 a.m. before I take off for uh, for Florida. I uh, I got I got two – well, one of them is not really a question. One of them is just a statement. They're, the Athletic's kind of catching some flack. Care to comment? What, about what? Bucks fans are mad at The Athletic right now. Oh, because all the Giannis free throw stuff? Yeah. Because two pieces were written about it yesterday. Thoughts? I mean, you can not click on it. <laughs> yeah, the one thing that did make me mad, even I like, I'll agree that it is a little bit like, okay, come on. But the people who are like, I canceled my subscription to the Athletic. I, Eric's great. Yeah, Eric like that's writes a, great and stuff. I think a lot of Eric. people. I think a lot of people uh, just say things to say things. Yeah, I have a question for you. Speaking of that, well, okay, all right, go ahead. How many people? And again, I think Cade Cunningham is the best player in this draft. Um, how many people do you think, though, like when you just see on Twitter and they have and they reply like, Cade's been number one all year, now he's not? Like how many people think Cade is number one simply because other people have told them Cade is number one? Why? Like, Do you think there's a good majority? It's not like they, they, they know why Cade is number one. They just – hear other people tell them Kate is number one it's that's a good question I think you have to start at 50 50 and then I think you just the more you think about it the more you might get to somewhere but you, you might inch to 55 45 and the 55 is that's just what people are told because I don't have a lot of faith in the people that are on the internet that are behind like you know player AVs and stuff like that like uh I think if you started at right down the middle Half of the people who say Cade's number one can't actually articulate why. Well, it's a good question, but I don't really have a great barometer for that sort of a thing. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I couldn't give it an, an exact number. What would, what would you say though? I don't know. It's just like when I get a lot of my, my flack lately about just reporting the Pistons like Jalen Green. Um, it's like a lot of it says I've been told Cade Cunningham's number one all year, and he's now he's not. And it's like that's not what I'm saying. Right. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I've always just kind of been curious how much this fan base, like, with the potential to be, have the number one pick, how many people, like, actually did research and, like, formulated their own opinion and um, came up with Cade being number one that way instead of just going to the experts and... Uh, yeah, like, 100%. Just, I'm just... I'm just genu- I just didn't know if you've encountered people like that as well. I, I feel like there's a good amount just based on... Which is fine. Like, you go to experts to help base your opinion, but... Um, and I, that's what you should do in life for anything, not just sports, but it definitely feels like people are all in on Cade because other people told them they should be all in on Cade, which you should be. You sh- I'm not saying yeah. you shouldn't be. I'm just saying like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I was the guy who for like, there were these short pockets over the last few months where I was like, I think Mobley might be the best player in this draft. So like, yeah, I, I mean, I like to think that I was doing my due diligence. I don't, yeah. I don't want to, you know, put myself in that 
uh, paradigm of Twitter. No, that it was a long sort of pocket of Mobley's the best. Don't don't short sell yourself. Well, but it yeah, I I guess it just happened in these short bursts because then after a day I would come back down to earth, right? Like the it, it, they play Colorado in the the I almost said the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve tournament, and even though they lost, I was like, this is the best player in the draft. And then two days later, I was like, yeah, whatever. Well, who what, who was the dunk against? I want to say it was like Oregon. I don't remember who the dunk was against in the actual tournament. Uh, where he just murdered someone. I was like, best player in the draft. So, yeah, I mean, I think – I don't know that there was ever a time when I said that Jalen Green was the best. I think I made fun of him for saying that if he went to college, he would be number one right now. And I was like, I actually think it's better for your standings that – your standing that you went to the G League. I actually think that just makes you look better. Um, yeah. Even if you don't have the you know the publicity, one of the biggest things that people say about Jalen Green is how impressive it is – that he was, you know, doing this against guys who had played in the league. Like, wasn't Jarrett Jack on his team? Yeah, it was his point guard. Yeah. And so was Amir Johnson. And I think, uh, you know, he gave Nico Mannion some buckets. That's an NBA player. Well. <laughs> I'm kidding. You I was saying he's I on the list. Nico Mannion. Can I ask you a question? This is I'm going to backtrack. This is, I was, this is what I was going to ask you at the beginning. Uh, when you're writing these stories, you're doing these profiles, and you have to reach out to a bunch of people for comments – do you have, like, any story about how many hoops you had to jump through just to talk to somebody for, like, five minutes? Because I imagine Ooh. sometimes that's got to be a nightmare. Like, getting Orlando Skandrick, that's kind of that's kind of a big deal. Like, how how difficult was that? Or is there somebody who it, it was, like, weeks of trying to get a hold of this person? That's a great question. Um, Orlando was easy. First, I'll say this. This is one of many perks of working at The Athletic. We cover every team pretty much. So, like, we have a Cowboys writer who has covered the team for seven years and he was able to get me Orlando's number in two minutes and I texted Orlando and he replied back in, in three minutes. So that's good to get a reply back. Like you, yeah. when it's those, when it's pros and especially young kids, young pros, like you don't always anticipate getting texts back. Like I have many texts. It's funny. I have many texts that are, I've been left on read, but like when I see them in person, we like, we're, we talk and it's fine. But like, Maybe they were – it was the off season, and I was trying to, like, yeah. like hey, I need, like – can I get you for 10 minutes just to talk about X, Y, and Z? Um, and they didn't – like, they're, they're kids. Maybe they were out of the country. Maybe they are just yeah. didn't like, – so, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, there's a bunch. Like, um, who was somebody I really needed to get that took some time? I, I mean, it almost feels super out of the blue to even text Orlando and be like, hey, can I talk to you about Cade Cunningham for 10 minutes? Like, that just feels so random. And well, not that it's like... No, it is like, random. It, it was. It, but it, yeah. I, it helped that I had already talked to Jerry Jones' grandson, who, of course, I mean, he knows Jerry. That's the grandson of sure. the guy who cut his checks. So, he like, he knew sure. him, and I think that connection helped. Um, man, that's a great question. I'll say this. Not like a particular one comes to mind. But there usually is, um, for most big stories, sometimes you get lucky and these people get back to you quickly. But most of the time, you might have to send two texts, send a text, wait a few days, send a second text, or have somebody put in a word for you or something like that. That does happen. It happens pretty yeah. frequently. Yeah. This this um, was pretty smooth, though. Shout out sure. to Christian Clark, who covers the Pelicans uh, for the newspaper down there. He... Um, yeah, shout out to him. He was was act, he actually played for Cade's AAU coach in high school. So, as somebody who is covering the Pistons 
you know, especially nowadays. I know last year, don't take last year into account because obviously, but you're not in a scrum that often, really, right? Like, I mean, there's what, what like six or seven people. Like, uh, I haven't been in a scrums in over a year. Yeah, it's been a well, while. Everything's right, been through I, Zoom. What I'm saying, that's why I said don't take the last year into account because obviously. So I'm mm-hmm. saying since you've covered Detroit, that's not really a thing that happens because it's Detroit, right? No, there's scrums post game. Really? Okay. Yeah. So. Like, I would say when Blake's here, if we're at home, uh, there's usually so there's the four there's me, the news beat writer, the freak beat writer, and Keith. Those and and then Lauren M Live. So that's five. There's usually two radio, TV, Pistons will have. So there's usually at home. There's seven to eight. Now what I will say is I don't always go to where the scrum is. Like if everybody's going to talk to Blake, I'm like I don't feel like talk. Like yeah. I'd rather do a different different story. I'll go talk to Bruce while he's putting his shoes on. Uh, but there's usually a scrum um, after games, not always after practice. I guess it just depends on if there's a storyline or if yeah. somebody's in town or something. So the, where this question is going is how excited are you for Doris Burke and Rachel Nichols to take your time away from Kate Cunningham? Are you looking forward to the that's, like because that's, that, that's, that's a, 80% of the reason James was rooting for pick 2 through 6. Yeah, because you knew that there would be less national guys that would be bothering you. Yeah. And I mean it's not going to be an everyday thing, uh but there will I mean he's the number 1 overall pick. There will be days where I would like to get him one on one, but maybe ESPN's in town specifically for him and they're going to get the priority if they flew in and I'm around every day, which is it sucks, but that's 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 kind of the thing. Some and the Pistons do a good job of it. I'm not saying other teams are are way worse. Um, the Pistons are pretty are pretty good with it, but it just naturally happens. Like I'm around every day, so if like, hey, can I get Cade for ten minutes? It's like, it could be like, well, ESPN's in town. He's got to do this for twenty, and if he's still up for it after, like, sure. But it's like I get it. Um, that's so I, annoying. I'll get him the next day. Do you think? Uh, if it ends up being Cade, we don't trade the pick. We don't do anything. It's just, you know, we get Cade Cunningham. Do you think that you'll find yourself in a situation where you'll reach out to, uh, you know, some Pels guys or just some other teams that have, you know, have these these polarizing figures, like even, uh, you know, whoever writes for the Hornets, you know, yeah. guys who have had to deal with all this just to sort of see if they have any tips to make your life easier for when that inevitably does happen? Yeah, I have already. We've talked. Um, and each circumstance is different, like, I think Zion doesn't give anybody one-on-ones. I think that's just kind of a, a t- his team, not the Pelicans, but like his personal team thing. Um, guys like LeBron, like you have to have a relationship with him and his people to probably get one. It's probably the same goes for Anthony Davis. Anthony Edwards, I would imagine, it's not to that extent. And I would, I would think it won't be too crazy with Cade unless he personally wants it to be toned down or if he has um, – certain or if his team just want to handle handle things a certain way because i mean i know you don't believe this but they're not going to be very good still um so it's not like people are going to be i don't i really for what i really don't believe that i really really struggle to believe that i will be pleasantly surprised to be wrong but i well actually i'll be pretty pissed but (laughs) yeah i mean like they could be a play-in team but that's still not like a very good team yeah that's that's that to me that's good yeah yeah no all i'm saying is like it's not like people are gonna be like this we gotta do we gotta do detroit stuff like we have to unless Cade just is like is the best player in the league off the bat which i don't yeah uh 
so a bun and cardigan meme, uh, a long-standing joke, has officially come to an end uh, as of yesterday. Which one? No more Josh Hart jokes. Yeah, that's right. So that for those funny. who didn't see, nah. uh, I think is I think the ad is uh, the revived graphics. He made a jersey swap. I apologize, I don't have it in front of me, so I forgot. I'm pretty sure his revived graphics made a jersey swap of Josh Hart, and it was good. Like it was a good. He did Jersey a really swap. good job. Yeah, it looked legit. Woo! Uh, and I was I quote tweeted and I was like, "Oh my, this is happening!" I can't. If you're if you're new to the show, if you recently started listening because Cade Cunningham is coming to Detroit, it was oh gosh at this point two or three months ago. John Hollinger threw in a little teensy tiny nugget that in the Nick athletic. Just put his whole life to. Oh, he attached I his life ran to that, with that, it. That tidbit. I mean, it was five words, if that. Basically, it was just Josh Hart, DMV guy, Troy Weaver, DMV guy. Who knows? Maybe something could happen there. And I was like, it's happening. I got and a text then- every other day for about two months about Josh Hart. Yeah. I was dead serious. And then it just kind of became what I said on Twitter. I just thought it was funny that I memed my way to the front of that hype train. So I just kind of ran with it. And another big part of it was because... Every single year, it's become tradition that I will put all my eggs into one player's basket in free agency. And because this class kind of stinks, I was like, Josh Hart, that sounds good, I suppose. And then I did the Gary Trent thing for like two weeks, and then I was kind of back on Josh Hart again. Uh, Excuse me. But Josh Hart quote tweets the edit and is like, nah. (laughs) <laughs> and then Pistons fans jumped all over him. I'm not mad that Josh Hart doesn't want to play for my basketball team. I'm not mad that we're not going to have Josh Hart. I couldn't care less. No, I'm mad that he was. That. I wouldn't say you I couldn't was, care less. <laughs> I was mad that he was as dismissive about it as he was. What's wrong with Detroit, That's fair. That's Josh? Right. Yeah, you, now you take offense to it. Just when somebody right. hits you with the nah, you take offense That's to what it. bothered me. If I he still, was like, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, I was going to stay on subject but change a little bit. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if he was like, oh, you know, something, 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 no. It would be one thing. But, yeah, it's just the, the very dismissive no. That's what bothers me. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, I've reported at The Athletic a, a lot, and I've said it on here a bunch. I still, even with the newfound fortune in the what, what is the number one pick, I still don't anticipate them being major players in free agency this year. Like, I still think the goal is to bring back their guys. Well, it's because there's nothing to do. Well, exactly. Even if, That's they, what I'm if saying. they wanted yeah. to, yeah. I mean, even if if they had the means to, or if they had, if there were players in free agency, like I texted you and I was like, Sterling Brown, do we want Sterling? You know what I mean? Like, there's and, just I, a- and I and I texted you. I told and I probably said it before. They did have interest in Sterling Brown like a year or two ago. I don't know where that is now. Hmm. Different. Well, different that obviously would. Well, I mean, Ed is there, so he can yeah. maybe sell. You know, uh, so the video. Of Dwayne Casey watching us win the lottery. I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, have I? Yes. It's I a very wholesome that. video. Yeah. Very, very wholesome video. Because he knows who we're getting. And he that's why he was as excited as he was. He's like, oh my gosh, I get to coach Cade. Uh, I, what was I argue against that, but yeah. I don't want to I don't want to piss any more people off. Uh, it's so, just, like, what do you... Do you not you celebrate anytime you win anything? I don't know. No, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, Ed was in the background. He looked very happy. That was very cute. I'll say Did this: you see? they would have celebrated the same last year if they got the number one pick. Well, yeah, of course. That's what oh, I'm, that's gosh. all I'm saying. Like everyone's like, oh, that means it's Cade. It's like yeah, no, it no, could no, no, mean no. it's I Cade, was... but it also could just mean they get whoever they want. 
Well, I'm looking at all these other social. What I was gonna say was Troy Weaver is just in the background of that video, sitting down. He I can find him in up. that video now that I, I do recall the video. Like, I don't, I don't remember. Like I don't think I saw him. I don't. There's think a very very brief frame where he's just straight up sitting down. Are we sure it's him? I'm ninety percent sure. I don't, it might not have been that video was but moving it, quick. Yeah, right. So it was really funny to me. I'm looking at like the Rockets. They tweet out a video and they're like, "What a historic night!" And it was like the second pick goes to the Houston Rockets, and it cuts off right before it says, "And that means the first pick." And I was like, "You guys are losers. You have to celebrate the second pick." And the Cavs are like, "Wow, we have a high pick." And I was like on Twitter, and I was like, "You guys, you guys look, literally look sad right now because you don't have the top pick, and you have to like sell yourselves on like that it's some great thing, and it's not because if you're if you're well, Detroit." And you pick seventh, it's like, okay, we got seventh, whatever. But, like, to, to get to the finish line and trip over your shoelaces and still gas yourselves up could not be my franchise because we got to the finish line and Detroit deserves it and we can celebrate accordingly. Yeah, exactly. You celebrate however you want because you dictate the board. You have one of the biggest trade chips in the NBA, the number one pick. Um, oh and, you get, and you have there a shot at getting paid. There he goes again, man. No, I'm just no, no. no. I'm saying, <laughs> listen, I under, I didn't say that to to poke fun. I'm saying like the number one pick. Yes, it gets you whoever you want, but it also like is a massive trade chip. Yes, that's all I meant. Like it's an asset. Yeah. It's a it's a huge asset. Can I ask you this? Of course. I don't know. I okay. I hope this gets phrased the right way. Do you think that the number one pick right now is more valuable than if you just trade Cade a month after you draft him? Which is more valuable, Cade or the number one pick? Does that question make sense? Ooh, because it depends that's a good on question. It, de- it depends on what team you're talking to. Because if you're talking to Golden State, well, no, I, I, I think it's. I think it's. I think. Really, I, I, I think it's Cade. Yeah. I think it's Cade. Okay. Okay. Well, you risk. Yeah. Well, you after a month, a month after you risk him playing in summer league, and um, so it could go up. It could the 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 asset. I hate calling players assets; they're human beings. Yeah, but you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. The asset that is Cade after he plays summer league could go up. It could go down. Maybe he plays great. Maybe he plays poorly. Maybe knock on wood, uh twist an ankle or something you just never you know what i mean um so i would say sure. that i would say the number one pick because summer league's so close after the draft this year so you're gonna switch and you'll say that i'm gonna it, switch it, now now that i yeah okay can i can i toss you a hypothetical trade hypothetical fake not real not reported not sourced do not run with this this is just me asking a question to my podcast co-host just two dudes talking go can ahead I, you know there's been a lot of James Booknight love recently, right? You've seen mm-hmm. that? Yeah, he's doing really well at the Combine. Uh, really quick, you know who has been largely, um, uh, uh, so I'm looking for, largely considered one of the best, having like the best Combine right now? Keon Johnson. This isn't a, this isn't a meme. Quentin Grimes. Oh, Quentin Grimes too, yeah. Quentin's been amazing. He's been really good. Shout out to him. People don't want him, which is annoying to me. I guess I understand it, but I anyways, think he'll go, go in ahead. the first round. Okay. At this point, I agree with you, yes. James Booknight has had a very good week. I told you a few weeks ago he would be one of those guys that would rise. I've told you a few weeks ago that your basketball team likes James Booknight, correct? Mm-hmm. And, and, and everybody was – what was everybody saying? No, James likes James Booknight. 
No, James is telling you he's heard that the Pistons like James Booknight. You get Kate at one. <laughs> yes, I'll trade whoever for that, for Booknight too, yeah. You, would you trade Killian for five or six or seven? Okay, well, who's there? Um, James Booknight, I'm asking. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying what teams are there because I'm trying to think of if they need Killian. Five totally is blinded. is five Orlando? Five might be Orlando. I know seven's Golden State. And six is OKC. Okay, OKC doesn't need him. I mean, Shea can um, play off the ball. Yeah, but they already have Maladon and Shea. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Maybe they don't, don't but you don't know how they view Killian, though. Yeah. Don't they have Ty Jerome? I, uh, Orlando, Orla- <laughs> Orlando would like him, I think. They have Markel and Cole Anthony. I'm just, I, don't. You're right. I'm just asking you. Don't don't factor in the don't factor in if it could happen. The logistics of it, sure, yes. sure, sure. He, oh, gosh, so then your man. your your new backcourt is Cade or is Cade who can play primarily who can play strictly point and James Booknight at the two. I don't know. I guess you know what I shouldn't have jumped the gun. I don't, I don't think I'm ready to do that yet because okay. I don't think we have to. I don't think I don't think we have to. There's it's not that I would be like giving up on killing. It's just the prospect of maybe having a team that on day one makes complete sense rather than figuring out the fit later. But yeah. I would rather roll the dice and figure out the fit later with Killian because I still am a very, very heavy believer in him. As so. you should be. So I was just yeah. asking. I'm not saying that's happening or it's been discussed or that they should. I was just – I don't know. Yeah, just I was just asking what, where you're – if you would do that. Are you, uh, are you happy for Chris Paul? Very happy. I think it's a crazy career arc for one of the greatest – point guards of all time to literally the time he's going to have his chance at a ring comes all these years all these years later with the Phoenix Suns <laughs> after all the teams he's been on the Clippers teams the Rockets yeah. being so close but no he broke through with the Phoenix Suns who were a mess of an yeah. organization since Nash and them left I don't love that Robert Sarver might have a championship under his belt I don't love that that's fair and I don't, ooh, can I, can I, I'm going to float this out there, okay? I might, I might edit this out depending on what your reaction is, okay? Okay. All right. I was making a video uh, where I was, like, slandering people's favorite NBA players. And somebody was like, Chris Paul is my favorite NBA player. And I was like, the thing with Chris Paul That video is came that, out, right? It did come out. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It was good. Okay. I watch them all. <sighs> Thank you, James. Yeah. Uh. I said there are literally one and a half exceptions to this, but Chris Paul, every team he's ever been on, maximizes itself in the regular season. The half exception is 2018, and the one exception is this year. But otherwise, due to whether it's an injury or just some there's some weird decline, he makes in, every you know, team better in the regular season and the playoffs. And then what happens? He has essentially become the I don't Mike Budenholzer or the Doc Rivers of. Rockets are uh, in the finals if they didn't miss twenty one straight shots. Right, which is the which is the half. That's or if he exception. didn't get hurt, like yeah, he yeah. didn't hurt his hamstring. You're right. Yeah. I agree with you. That's another exception. But I, th- but I think... remember when they were up, they were up three one on the Rockets. Do you remember that when he was with the Clips? Yeah, I th- no for sure. Um, there was that they underachieved in L A. I would, but I would still say like people always complain like oh contracts like the contract like that's gonna age poorly. It's like yeah. every team in the league would trade for Chris Paul right now. Yeah. So like I yeah. don't want to hear about. I just yeah, and it's, I'm just I'm kind of messing around. Great basketball player. Yes, I wonder. 
I just feel like even if Milwaukee did pull the trigger on it and they did him instead of Drew, I just think that they would be faced with the same issues of having a stupid coach. Yeah, I, but, but I still I still think they get past Brooklyn with Chris instead of Drew. Which they – well, they already got past Brooklyn, so that doesn't – That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think, like, having the stupid coach and then inserting Chris Paul in for Drew, like, changes their fate. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I think that Milwaukee and Phoenix is such a beautiful NBA Finals. I can't wait for it. You're there. Oh, I'm you're, there. You're, it's such a like, it's it's boxing. It's a it's a clash of different styles. It's a clash yes. of different breeds of of star. It's a it's a clash of two two young players who are loved in their markets that are small, not small markets, but under publicized markets um mm-hmm. i'm here it's always a tricky thing it's always a really meticulous thing calling phoenix a small market because they're like the fourth largest city yeah. in america but it's, it's like, like yeah but same with like detroit like detroit's not like a small market it's like mm-hmm. a mid-market but it's yeah. you're 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 characterizing it in terms of wanting to go play there i guess sure. like yeah do you do you uh when i say you're there i mean you're already out on the hawks I've you been, were out on the Hawks like, before the series even started. I respect the hell out of the Hawks. Something about the Hawks, I just, I think it's, I just don't like Trey. I don't know what it is. Great player, first of all, mm-hmm. tremendous player. He's earns everything he gets from here on out. I just, something about him that bothers me. I don't. He, the villain, and I'm usually the guy that likes the villain. There's something about Trey I just don't like. He's not villainous. I don't think he's villain. Why is he villain? I, Go ahead. Nobody can explain that well, to me. Well, it's the shimmies. It's the push-ups on the ground. Steph's, it's Steph the talking shit. No, I know. I agree. Somebody said and that he, to me. I was like, he's like, but you like when Steph does it. I'm like, I don't yeah. dislike when Trey does it. There's just something about Trey I don't like. And maybe I I like know, obviously, like I I know stuff uh, and like that factors into it. Like nothing crazy. It's just different stuff about personalities and stuff. I think that we were led to believe that he was a villain because he went into Madison Square Garden and embarrassed the Knicks. And why does that make him villainous? Nobody likes the Knicks. We all hate them. Except the that Knicks. That makes him yeah. a hero. No, Knicks fans don't even like the Knicks. That makes Stop him a hero. The Knicks fans overly love the Knicks. So, l- listen, the Hawks are playing with house money right now. It's super cute. I didn't think, listen, the reason I said Bucks and Five was because I knew that Milwaukee would out-Milwaukee themselves. Like, you know that there was going to be one of those games. I did not anticipate that it was going to be game one, and that was really annoying yeah. to me. And for um, as good as Atlanta played, I thought Milwaukee didn't respect them. Like, I didn't think Miami played nearly agreed. with the same, like, I think they had, like, 80% less the effort in game one than they did in game two. Well, and even game two, I don't know how – Bobby Portis might be the best basketball player of all time. Shout out to Bobby. Like, dude, the, that, that is, he's a maniac. He's a serial killer. He's an insane person. And the Bobby chants that they were doing yeah. at every dead ball, I was like, I yes, love the relationship with him and um, Brooke Lopez. Eric mm-hmm. Nem wrote a, a story about that. It's really good. You should check it out on The Athletic. Yeah. Shout out to the Bucks. I think this is their year. If it's not their year, they're in trouble. So they need to make it this year. Their year. Uh, if my thing is, even if they win the finals, I think you should fire Budenholzer. I know. I and you can't is the thing. Yeah, That's not I don't possible. Think you can. The optics don't make any sense. But I just, if you lose in the finals, you think you can fire him? No matter how they lose, I think you. you if you fire Mike Budenholzer, I think you, you can. Lose. But I, 
think it comes down to what Giannis thinks. If Giannis wants him around, I think it happens. So well, I don't. He, uh, that's what I think. That's the missing piece of this that we all need to know. How much does Giannis love Budenholzer? Because they all they, they really embraced after the Brooklyn series. Yes, and Windhorse comes out and is like, I'm sorry, it wasn't Windhorse. Woj comes out and is like, I'm hearing that there's some some you know promised job security behind the scenes now that he got past Miami and got past Brooklyn. Why? Yeah, Why? I get it. That he did nothing to maximize Milwaukee's chances of winning that Brooklyn series. He almost pissed it away like four different times. Miami was objectively terrible. Like you got to give credit where credits due, one hundred percent. And Budenholzer did a lot differently in Game Two against Atlanta, and that was great. Yep. Uh, can I? I'll say this uh, because Pistons fans are probably like, "Here we go. We're already talking about the Bucks again." You want to know something? Honest to goodness, we win the lottery, and I'm like, "Okay, Cade's c- coming to Detroit." I didn't care about watching Game One against Atlanta. Really. I was so like, my basketball team is back, and I like for a f- like a few hours I just was not into the game at all. And I'm 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 back on the box like I'm you know now that the dust yeah, is settling. Yeah, I was going to say it feels like the um, like everyone's still excited, but even like it's less than a week, and it's like it's the the talk about the Pistons having the number one pick has subdued a little bit. Why do you think that is, James? You have any indication? No, I don't know. This the top half of this show is a pretty good example as to why. Because they're worried. Yes. Uh, it's not don't fun blame to talk me. about. Yeah, no, I don't no, no, know no, why no. people We're keep wanting to blame I'm not, me. I'm not shooting the messenger. I'm just saying that when there's so much, you know, anxiety that comes with or doubt that creeps in, you know, when you talk about this thing, you're just kind of like, yeah, we'll get there when we get there, and that's it. Please don't do anything stupid. That's but it. like, why is it? I don't know. I look at it like this. As somebody who's observed Troy for a year and has talked to people about his impact in OKC, I tr- I if whatever pick Troy makes, I I trust it. Yeah, I That's how I'm, I would feel if I'm a Pistons fan. I'm pretty sure I do. I'm pretty sure I do. We'll find out. Like I'm really going to like do uh what's the one, I'm going to do a trust fall. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Troy Weaver's got to catch me. Yep. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Hey, let, we, we, let's do our album. Uh, the Tyler, the Creator record. That's our album pick. That's a good one. We're, we're both going to pick that, okay? Well, can I throw out a, another one? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if I threw out Green Tea Pang. Have I used? Mm-hmm. She dropped an album a few weeks ago. Um, Man Made. She's like a, a UK... Um, mixed between like Erica Badu with like hip hop infused beats. It's really dope. Mm. Green Tea Peng, man made. And Tyler's album is very good as well. And shout out to Evidence too, who dropped a really good album. If you remember, if people yeah. remember Dilated Peoples, he was in that. Wake me up, can't wake up inside that band. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So Tyler the Creator, call me if you get lost. What you tweeted about Pharrell. Was was you said like every ten years we get a Pharrell verse and it's an event. It is one hundred percent because he he strategically only does like a verse every so many years and it's always like he kills it. Mm-hmm. I mean, move that dope. He killed it. Um, I mean, there's many. I just had to go through the. I have a collection of Pharrell verses. You ever get the uh, the the his shoes the human races? I never did. No, no. Uh, yeah, no, I was, cause I, I, 
me, like growing up, Tyler the Creator, like rap Tyler the Creator, like Wolf, like that yeah. was an album that like I was in summer school when that. You know how crazy that was when I think it was Wolf and Yeezus dropped in the same summer, and Sounds I great. was in I was in summer school when they both came out, and I remember at the time when Yeezus came out. People were like this, like actual publications were like, this might be the greatest album of all time. And I was like, you know, 15 year old Nick was like, no, it's not. I was like, you ever listen to fallout boy? <laughs> uh, I can confidently say as a grown 23 year old. Wow. I've never, I, it's the first time I've acknowledged that I'm 23. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is the greatest record of all time. No, it's not, but you're entitled to your opinion. Oh, I forgot. We got in a fight about that last night. As I for I those texts, as for odd future and Tyler, I mean, I'll never forget when they jumped onto the scene with Earl, who I, if you listen to this show, you know I'm a big Earl Sweatshirt fan. But like Asher Roth eating applesauce, like when they, I think we were, I think we were freshmen in college when Odd Future hit, maybe seniors in high school. And ever since then, man, it's been a, it's been a wild ride for them. But for them to still be, I mean, obviously Earl's fallen to a more underground role, which I like. I mean, Earl's one of my favorites, so I love that. But Tyler's still going. Damo's still going. Sid and uh, the internet are, are pretty big. Shout out to Odd Future, man. They do they do just dope things. And Tyler has gotten better. I think this is probably his best produced album. If I had to, if I had to uh, give it a... a um, what What is different about this album than the rest? I think this is his best produced album. Mm. Yeah, the beats are really nice. Yeah. Um, the mixing on the the mixing on the vocals sometimes I get I get why it's done the way that it is. sometimes it makes me a little bit mad though. Uh, Lil Uzi, he's great. I like Lil him. Wayne, liked his verse. Body that Wayne. that song is yep. fire. That's the best uh, song to me. Corso and Lemonhead. Uh, what's the, the dude from one? Detroit is on there? Forty. What's his name? Forty two Doug. Uh, yep, forty two Doug. Uh, yeah, I don't. That's not my lane. Yeah, but the song was good. Uh, shout out to Pharrell though he bodied it. I, it blows my mind how much you dislike Flint and Detroit rap. I just don't. They me. just all sound the same. It's nothing like I like guys <laughs> who sound unique and sound different. All those guys rap the same. Uh, hey, are you are you okay by your place with all the flooding? Are you good? With what? All the flooding that's happening in Detroit. Um. Yeah. Yeah, we had a little bit in the in the place. Nothing crazy. Um, we got stuck on the highway be- the next morning because we, there was a lot of water under the underpass, but we were able to turn around and on the highway and get off after 45 minutes. I shout out to Cody Stavangal who covers the Tigers for us. He lost his car, and it mm-hmm. and it might be totaled. So shout out to him. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, so now my hope is that it does not rain like that again while I'm gone for a week. Which is so everybody keep sure me in their to. keep keep me in their prayers. Yeah. Well, are you going to be? What's what's the weather going to be like in Florida? It says not pretty, but it's oh. um it's Florida weather, so it's like it'll maybe it'll rain in the morning and then be sunny the rest of the day. You just never know. Sure. You gotta send me a picture of a palm tree. You gonna do that for me? Well, I'll send you my just I'll send you my tree. bare feet on sand. You gonna play in the ocean? You like you like you like swimming? Last time I was in Miami, we did. Uh, she was just talking about it. She thinks I'm going to. We'll see. I don't I'm fuck around big, with sharks, man. You're not gonna run into any sharks. You don't know that. You know it was crazy. I went in the ocean for the first time. I was uh I was like 19, my first time in the ocean. And you know what I realized? I go, oh, 
No, this is definitely, I guess this is why they call it salt water. I didn't realize that it was literally just salt. It's super salty. Water. And, like, if you go to, like, do that thing where you, you know, you rub your arm on your mouth, try to get it up, that's just worse. Yeah, you're thirsty. Makes it worse. No, it's uh, it's beautiful to swim in when it's, like, the ocean floor is clean. Like, in Miami mm-hmm. on South Beach, it's pretty clean in certain spots. It's fun. We'll see. If I don't, I don't like touching, like, I don't get into pools that have, like, that aren't pristinely clean. I don't like putting my feet on wet leaves and stuff like, like i'm straight oh well yeah of course yeah, yeah. well so, there's so much sand and nonsense all over the, i mean like in the ocean you you know you just never fine. know what's down like you get sucked down there could be the loch ness could have made his way that the atlantic i don't play man i don't like swimming enough to risk <laughs> running into the loch ness monster i jumped into lake michigan last year and they told me to get out and i was like why and they're like covid and i was like i'm in the water what do you mean I'm that made me, I was, there's I was chlorine. On, I was just sitting on the pier and I was like, you know, I just jump in and they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we don't do that here. And I'm like, there's ladders. That's literally what this is for <laughs> is for me to go swimming here. Uh, I haven't done that yet this year. So I'm still gonna have to do that. All right. So we have, we have straight up, haven't been talking about basketball. For we, like we gave him a good 38 <laughs> minutes. minutes. We're good. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like we said, we will be back to our regular schedule, um, a week and a half from now, our mm-hmm. next episode, man, we're not going to James, we're not going to talk to the folks for a week and a half. Wow. Uh, maybe we'll do Mondays. Maybe we'll switch back to Mondays. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Go right, check James, out the Cade Cunningham piece on The Athletic, too. Don't forget. James is going to have an amazing vacation. Stop gaslighting James. Stop bothering James. Stop being mean to James. Uh, if you made it this far, genuinely, thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, if you, I totally botched that. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars. Leave a review if you're feeling generous. Not a lot of reviews lately. Haven't haven't had much reading material. Uh, Already, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you guys in the next one. P-E-A-C-E. Peace.